Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Are you ready? Thank you so much for tuning in. Just want to say uh, off the top, thank you so much for an awesome show last week. I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, you know, conversing with y'all, getting good feedback. Thank y'all so much. Really means a lot. Uh, you know, the show is not possible, of course, without each and every one of you from, you know, over this past almost decade since 2009, from my various co-hosts to many guests to tons of listeners, all of you, each and every one of you have a place, a special place in my heart and just want to show my appreciation and say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for making Coffee Talk with Shell possible. Tonight, I usually do more fun segments, sometimes serious, but I know lately I've been doing more of kind of a combination of trending topics and open mic nights, and this kind of combines with trending topics, but it, it just is definitely something that's been on the platform recently, um, you know, in the news and all, uh, sadly, with a couple of uh, recent 
suicides, uh, celebrity suicides from Kate Spade to Anthony Bourdain. And, uh, man, I could go on and on, sadly. Um, and I'll, I'll dig deeper as the show goes on, more than likely, share, you know, my own perspectives and, and experiences and such. And I hope you yourselves will call in because I want to do a combination because I think it's 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 realizing that physical health is just as important as mental health. And I want to open the platform, the, the switchboard to each of you to give you the opportunity to use this platform yourself, to speak out, share your own stories. You never know who's listening. You might be able to help someone, give someone a sense of hope. Like I said, that's one of the greatest gifts. I always say the present is the present, like the here and now is the gift. But I also say that just that even a tiny ounce of hope, giving someone some hope is, is one of the best gifts you can, you can give them. So I want to encourage you if you're listening or you know someone else that, you know, could, could call in and share their own uh, motivational stories and maybe, you know, inspire others listening, you know, either live now or, or later, you know, as this is a podcast that's archived on iTunes later on and blog talk radio. Uh, but anyway, besides the point, um, I just think that it would be a great opportunity. So uh, a couple of things, mental health and physical health. So, you know, if you yourself or someone, you know, is a suicide survivor, what have you have experience with, with any of that story, Whew. as well as physical health. Um, you know, if you have your own weight loss story or know someone close to you that does, that, you know, gotten through that, all that stuff and more. You know where I'm going with this. So mental health and physical health uh, issues, stories, hopefully messages of hope through the night. And if you're listening and you're struggling with something yourself, please don't give up. We are all here for you. It may not seem like it. I know the Internet's a big place, but truly, you know, that's why I love doing this show. I love connecting with y'all. I always say I'm only one message away. That's always why, you know, I teach, volunteer teach grief recovery classes. And I may or may not return to that one day. I'm kind of 50-50 on that. But, and it's not a bad reason. It's just because my passion, my dream is stand-up comedy. And I want to like kind of spend some time and focus on that here coming soon. Um, so I'm not sure if I can, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> thinking aloud as I talk right now, but anyway, um, I know that's kind of a, a, something I always say, especially as grief recovery students in the past, you know, I'm only one message away, whether it's a phone call, a text message, what have you just need to say hello. And I do want to share this with you. Uh, on a personal note, the number one reason why I started volunteer teaching grief recovery classes, well, a couple of reasons. One was because I wanted to give back. Um, in 2008, both my parents died, but only my father had died that March. And I signed up, started the grief recovery class. It was a six-week class, and I started it that August. So my dad died March 17th. The class started, like, I don't know, August something. And after my, my class ended, six-week class, my mother died two weeks after my class ended. Uh, so my parents died six months apart. And I was so thankful I'd gone through that class, kind of give the tools and resources and, and these amazing teachers I had, all volunteers. And so I wanted to give back and, and help others. But the, the, the other reason, I always say the number one reason why I taught these classes, why I gave back and volunteered and did it. And I, I'll, you'll see why I'm sharing this in a minute here, kind of correlates to all this with mental health, suicide and everything, is because the number one reason is I realize how many people struggle to keep on living after they've lost a loved one, how difficult it can be. 
from day to day, you know, we call it like the new normal, you know, you're in this routine and then you lose someone and it gets difficult. And a lot of times, not always, not all cases, but a lot of times, sadly, you know, suicide um, has been a cause and effect after someone has lost a loved one. But uh, other uh, contributing factors can be involved as well. And not always that case, but just wanted to share that on a personal note. That's why I did it um, after realizing that. So, all right, I just wanted to always, you know, encourage people to keep going, keep on, keeping on, right? <laughs> all right, so we got almost two whole hours to go, plenty of time to call in, say hello, and share your mental health and or physical health stories. Hopefully some messages of hope will get out of this tonight. Uh, so let me tell you here, this might help to give you the switchboard phone number and instructions. Uh, the phone number, call into the switchboard, area code 323 Six four two one five five six, and then press one to talk live on air. I'm going to say it again in case you need to grab your cell phone, save it in your contacts, whatever. Grab pen and paper if you're old school like me. Again, area code three two three six four two one five five six, and then press one to talk. Uh, feel free also to message me on Twitter live during the show tonight at Coffee Talk WC on Twitter C O F F E E T A L K W C, just like it sounds. Coffee Talk WC on Twitter, and I'll read your tweets live on air. Please keep all of us family friendly is all I ask. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and play another song as I go over to, to my social media to remind everyone the, the show is live on air tonight. All right, give me just a moment here. And I also have the talk show chat room open tonight. So Screaming Eagles, Emmy and all of y'all, uh, Air Force Emmy, I love you. I miss you. Screaming Eagles soldiers, I love y'all too. I miss y'all. Uh, please, please, if you get a chance, stop by the chat room and, and hang out if you can. If you don't, I understand, but if you can, that would be awesome. Um, so, and please keep my soldier friends and your thoughts and prayers as well. They've been serving overseas. Some of them have returned home. Some have gone to heaven. Some have returned return home injured. Some have retired. Some are still serving overseas. I've known these beautiful people, men and women, serving overseas for a very long time now, since we've been doing the talk show for since 2009, these past nine years, almost a decade. Isn't that crazy? All right. Um, We'll have to do a special celebration show in February. February is my 10-year anniversary, which, you know what, I'm thinking aloud here, but what do y'all think? I think I should ask Ross Matthews if he would join in that celebration with me in February because he is the reason why I started this talk show. And I think this is a message of hope here to show you someone can make a difference without you even knowing, like just doing your day-to-day things, being positive, living life. Um, I had never spoken directly to Ross at that point in time when he inspired me. I just had watched his beautiful actions, comedy, um, positivity. It was just like a magnet to me. I love him so much. And at that time, and so I came across this podcast he was doing. I was like, oh, this is really neat. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, my parents had died in 2008. And I decided I wanted to take control of my life and do something to look forward to, something happy. So I started the show uh, February of 2009. And uh, so I always give him credit because he is the reason why I started it. I was like, thank you so much. And I, I'm so blessed to have gotten to, to speak with him and meet with him in person as well. And he's been called in this to my show a few times over the years and such. So shout out to Ross. Thank you. I love you, Ross. I always say have an awesome, awesome day. And uh, congrats to him, by the way. He has a podcast himself. Check it out called Straight Talk with Ross. And he also was on the season premiere of Whose Line Is It Anyway recently. So I always want to give him props. He, he works so hard. And I love him so much. And um, 
he, you know, it was nice to be able to, to get to share that with him, to tell him myself, thank you, inspired me, you helped me get through a very difficult time in my life, and that we've never met, and that goes to show you, someone may be watching your social media, whether it's your YouTube videos, your Twitter, whatever it is, spread love and kindness, you never know, you can make a difference and help someone get through a difficult time, so be there for them, even if you, you know, be yourself, you know, be there for your family, friends, but you know what I'm saying? Just just spread that love. All right. Play another song now. Give me just a moment here. Hmm. On that note, I think I'll play a Michael Ferranti and Spearhead song. Uh, oh, the first song I just played was Stay A While by Bean. I love her, Noelle Bean, her artist name Bean. Check out beanmusic.com or find Noelle Bean on uh, Facebook. I uh, think you can also find her music on YouTube. I love her music videos. Wildfire is my absolute favorite video of hers. Love that song. She has great tons of great songs and videos but that's my absolute favorite so check out wildfire if you get a chance by by being unfortunately i don't have it on here to play but beautiful music video uh, there's this dog that looks like a wolf it's so cool or maybe it is a wolf but i think it's a dog i don't know maybe you can watch the video and then let me know and as always i'm getting off on a tangent but hey that's why the, the that's why the tagline of the show is where there's always variety in life because i never want to be limited i always want to be limitless on topics guests interviews and more and again we're, we're talking about mental health and physical health tonight it just you know i think it's a great time to kind of open up that platform for for all of us to share all right in the meantime i'm trying to find a michael Fronty and spearhead song they are currently on tour it's my favorite band so check out their music and tour dates get a chance it is a live concert like no other no joking most fan interaction you'll probably ever see at a, at a concert I adore them uh so shout out to mr Fronty and all his crew and all my fellow we call each other spirits <laughs> so uh check out michaelfronty.com again for uh the his the Bands, music, and tour dates. Excuse me. All right. And in the meantime, I love all his songs. It's always difficult for me to choose one. All right. Here we go. Here is Hey World, Don't Give Up. What a beautiful, wonderful message to give at this time. Enjoy. was greener years ago I swear it used to grow here but no more here tell me why on this hill all the birds they used to come to fly here come to die here and tell me why I need to know sometimes I wish I didn't have to know Tell me who said it's okay 
Once again, that was Hey World by Michael Franti and Spearhead. Hey World, don't give up. I want to say the full title because that's a beautiful message. I always say if I had to give one message to the world, that would be it right there, that song. I love those lyrics. Hey World, don't give up. Mm, Beautiful. And that is my message to each of you. All right. So it's about 8.18 Central Time here. Uh, A little over an hour and a half to go. Plenty of time let me remind you again, we're talking about mental health and physical health tonight. And so uh, the way to call in if you want to discuss mental health and or physical health and or share inspiring stories, uh, motivational stories of your own or or a story you know, then the phone number again is area code 323-642-1556 and press 1 to talk live on air. I'm trying to think of this term. What is it? A work in progress. I always feel like I have a lot. Of, I'm going to be a ton of work in progress. So, uh, how do I word this? Uh, yeah. So I think we're all, I always say, well, we're all human. Like when someone makes a mistake or something, like no one's perfect. We're all human. And I definitely can speak for myself. I'm not perfect. You know, we all have our our issues and, and such. And so I guess I'm going to ask for your own support in my journey, especially with physical health as you know, I had um, 
I don't, I'm not making excuses. I'm just kind of giving you a timeline of background on my story. I was watching that, uh, my 600 pound life story. Have you seen that show? Y'all that's amazing. I can't remember what channel it's on. It's so good. Uh, Ross had been mentioning it on his podcast lately. And so I started watching, I recorded a couple of episodes and, and watched it to, today and the other day actually I finished watching it today because it, it got so emotional I had to like pause it it was like a three hour maybe two hour episode it was pretty long they focused on a couple of ladies uh, from about a year or two ago and they did like they'd already done year one from like weight loss surgery to you know continuing to lose weight and then the follow-up like the next year year two um it was amazing from like what year one to year two and so they ended like the end of the second year with their journey um, and each of them had a different journey. One was a much younger lady. The other was an older lady. I can't remember both their names. Another older lady, I think, was named Diane. She was one of the most successful patients the doctor ever had. Best attitude. Amazing. Um, stood really well. And just to see what all the stuff they had to go through from, you know, not just weight loss surgery, but, you know, and they continued to, to lose weight and do the diet and exercise, but also the, oh, what do you call the... Um, skin surgery like like when some people lose weight but they still have that like sagging skin left over and it was just I never realized how scary and frightening and horrific that, that surgery recovery could be I was like oh my gosh wow but uh but yeah they both and the younger lady I can't remember her name offhand but she was married to this guy and living with her family and she wasn't doing well at first, and then um, she even quit the program, like, altogether. Like, you know, she moved all the way to Houston to be near this doctor and all this for this weight loss program. She moves all the way back, I think, to L.A. is where she lives. I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly. Um, so her and her husband it was just her and her husband when they lived in Houston near this doctor, but she was gaining weight, not losing weight. It just wasn't really – she thought she was doing the diet correctly, but just – wasn't succeeding and this this kind of was what clicked in my head like whoa mental health and physical health do go hand in hand um you know I always think of it separate but then I saw this show and I was like light bulb went on like whoa and so she moved all the way uh, back where he she and her husband moved back in with her parents who they'd lived in with before you know they moved to Houston doctor and all that and that's a big deal because the doctor had kept urging her to get into the psychotherapy sessions, you know, like psychology sessions. And she just refused, refused. I guess, I think she'd mentioned briefly that she'd had some past psychology counseling or something and didn't go well or something. I don't know. And so she, she was just very adamant about not doing that. She's like, I'll do the, you know, I'll do the diet and exercise. Like she would do these like home exercise videos and, you know, try to eat a little healthier. But the doctor kept telling her, you think you're eating better. You think you're eating less, but it's all in your head. You, you know, you keep gaining weight, you're not losing weight or, you know, you're plateauing or stalling and uh, either stagnant, you know, no weight gain or no weight loss or weight gain, like no, not much progress at all. And I think she initially, she must've initially lost the weight because she did have the weight loss surgery because they have to lose so much weight before he'll approve the weight loss surgery. Anyway. And so it caught my attention because he made a good point about that. He was like, you know, you need to do the psychotherapy sessions. So she finally turns around after all this program moves back to parents and she's just miserable and gaining more weight and does like this video conference call with him. And he's like, are you finally ready to, to agree to do these psychotherapy sessions? So she does. And she, and they do like an update a month or two later. And she's like, well, I've lost 20 pounds since I started the psychotherapy sessions. In addition to already doing, you know, the diet and exercise. And I was like, 
whoa, that's when the light bulb clicked. Mental health and physical health go hand in hand. I mean, they can be separate issues too, don't get me wrong, but you know what I'm saying? Like, what a connection. Like, wow, really kind of dawned on me. And um, anyway, and so back on me. (laughs) And so here's kind of my background story where I guess I'm going to ask for your like, I don't, I don't even want to say support because I think I need to do this for myself, which I am, but it never hurts to have, you know, well, I guess support, but, you know, just encouragement. For, you know, we all should encourage each other, not just spread love and kindness, but also encouragement, um, all that good stuff and more. And so for me personally, like, I'm not the best eater. Like, I'm off and on, like, I had a salad yesterday, but then I was still hungry, so then I had chocolate ice cream because it was hot. I had, like, a chocolate ice cream cone, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but I, I've definitely gotten better overall. Like, I thank goodness I actually like healthy foods. Like, um, I love fish and chicken, which is odd because I actually like fish and chicken more than I like regular meat. Well, I like steak, but I hardly ever eat steak. But fish and chicken is, like, my go-to meat. So that's kind of, I guess, an advantage for me going into this new journey, so to speak. <laughs> Oh, where do I go? Okay, from here. Okay, um, okay. So here we go. So here's kind of my story, my background story. Like you know, I was mentioning earlier. You know, we're all human. We're not perfect. Blah blah blah. So I guess my personal story, um, on mental and physical. So mental, of course, you know, I lost my parents. Um, in between, if you're a loyal listener, you've heard the story many times. So I apologize for your new listener. Here we go. <laughs> but basically, lost six family members within six months, including my parents. My dad died first. My mom died last, 2008. And you know, blah 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 blah. <laughs> and so I kind of jumped right into going from taking the class, dealing with my dad's death, to jumping in, turning around, and volunteer teaching classes. See, I had already signed up to teach these classes. Um, before my class it even ended. So by the time my mother died two weeks later, I had already committed to being this volunteer teacher. I almost backed out, but then talked to this chaplain at the hospital where my mom was dying and decided to, to keep going and, and do it. And, and like he said, no regrets. I don't regret it at all. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, like he said, you know, sometimes just your presence, your story itself can help someone else. And so I decided to go through with it. But it was a lot. Like, you you know, they always say that thing about, like, yeah, take care of yourself before you can take some take care of someone else right and so um so so i was dealing with it going 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 you know teaching teaching but then uh when my birth dad died 2014 um he died from cancer lung cancer and my biological mom got her second cancer like she told me the same day my birth dad died that she got uh cancer the second time she had breast cancer before and then got a, a kind of like a form of leukemia sort of um second time anyway so it was just it was just too much at once for me I think and I just shut down for a few years and honestly from like 2014 2017 you'll look in the archives you'll see I hardly did any episodes I think maybe a few like when friends ask me hey you know a comedian friend or someone hey will you interview me and I would just do like a quick segment but I wasn't consistent like before and that terrible isn't it strange how different deaths you react differently like Ross inspired me to even start the show and you know give you know uh, Ross inspired me to start this whole podcast, this talk, internet talk show back after my parents died. But then when my birth dad died, I had already gone through losing my both my adoptive parents that raised me. Marie and I adopted you, by the way. And in case you haven't figured that out from what I'm saying, my, my lingo, my terminology. Anyway, and so when both my biological parents got sick and losing my birth dad, same day my birth mom told me, you know, got cancer again, it 
it just overwhelmed me like so bad. Like I had no idea I would shut down like that. Like anyone will tell you if they knew me before 2014, I was so social, butterfly. Well, I was shy growing up as a kid, but besides that, <laughs> adult years, so to speak, um, definitely social butterfly, very outgoing. My friends, like especially from college, we, that we still keep in touch. A lot of us um, would always say I was like the social get together girl because I would always plan something at least once a month. And a lot of them, you know, we're getting older. A lot of them have kids, and I have a dog, <laughs> but I don't have kids but anyway. But a lot of them have kids and more, you know, commitments, not as much time. So we try to get together at least every few months, um, if not once a month, you know, like we used to now. So still every few months is good. But anyway, I'm sharing all this because I feel like we're all human, and someone someone out there will connect and and maybe a light bulb will click for them, you know, and uh, give them some hope. And I, I, I wish I could tell you what the turning point was for me. I'm not exactly sure. I know I had some, well, I guess I kind of know I had some kind of like deep rooted issues. I didn't even realize about until later on that I resolved in, uh, in 2017. And so um, kind of got me back on track and, you know, started doing the show again, for the most part, consistently. I know, unfortunately, I had to miss a couple of weeks uh, a week or so ago. Sorry about that, but things came up. But for the most part, since, you know, for about a year now, I've done the show every Sunday night <laughs> again, and it's been awesome. Um, and so that's part of my story there. And the other part of it is um, on the that's kind of the mental, emotional side. Um, this part's also kind of physical slash mental, emotional side for me. So growing up, Um, I was really sick from like age 14 to 24 and I went to many doctors and none of them could figure out why. And, you know, they're just like, Oh, it's just regular female, you know, stuff. It's nothing serious. You know, just, you know, might have a worse menstrual cycle. Sorry. I don't even like to say that word on here. Sorry. Uh, You know, the woman stuff, you know, and you know, it's just in your head. It's just, nothing's wrong, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, and so 14 to 24. And so then, by the time I was age 24, after 10 years of being sick, I was extremely anemic. Like, I don't want to get graphic, but let's just say I was on the verge of needing blood transfusion. Like, it it got extremely dangerous, seriously dangerous. Like, almost died. The doctors, thank God, caught it in time. And uh, I always give thanks to my birth mom because she, um, you know, did the right thing. As soon as she found out she had endometriosis, she 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 tried to you know get the message to my family. She sent uh. I'm kind of getting too detailed here, but anyway, basically there was a letter in my file. I took a tour and, and this lady handed it to me. And in this letter, my birth mom, she was like, Oh, by the way, you know, I take this tour of my adoption agency. Right. I, I guess I'll go ahead and kind of go into this. Cause you'll always ask me the details about it. So when I'm 24 and I'm just getting sick and worse, just sick and worse. And I uh, go to, well, let me back up a minute. Cause people are going to wonder, why didn't you do it when you were younger? When I was 18, I, I called the adoption agency to to register to try to connect with my biological family. You know, wanted to meet my first mom, my first parents, first dad too. And um, well, ironically, when I turned 18, you know, go off to college and uh, turn 18 and everything. And huh, ironically, I'm told my agency tells me they changed the rules to where you have to be at least 21 to even register. You know, we're basically both. Um, adopted, I'm sorry, biological parent and uh, adopted child have to both be registered to connect so that they'll start the reunion process or like this whole process. Anyway, so, so 
so 18 I call and I'm told no you have to be at least 21 and I just got scared off sadly I know it's awful I should have called again at 21 I just got totally scared off but I wasn't as sick like I was sick but not not as extreme until 24 when it just got you know you just you know what I'm saying like a lot of you probably know what I'm talking about. Like, if you've been sick and then you have a serious health issue, like, it may have been there in the background before, but it wasn't as noticeable. The symptoms weren't as ex- exasperated. But when I was 24, it got way out of control. So bad. I remember my college friends taking me to drink orange, like, taking me to IHOP on the camp, uh, right by the, the college campus to drink orange juice. They'd buy me orange juice and steak so you know eat red meat because I was so idemic it was just awful but anyway very good friends I had extremely good friends very thankful for that great support great parents too don't get me wrong and I'm going with this oh yeah okay <laughs> I have a point okay and I'm, by the way I am watching the switchboard but I'm sharing my story because I don't see anyone calling but please feel free to call in in any time and hang tight I'll get to your calls as soon as I can so just Please know I am watching for your calls. And on that note, 323-642-1556, and then press 1 to talk live on air. We're talking about mental health and physical health, and I'm just kind of opening my own life story, my heart, and sharing with y'all, you know, connecting with y'all. Okay. All right, here we go. And so uh, back on track. So basically, um, yeah, age 24, uh, 1998. So I go and take this tour of my adoption agency, and at the end of the tour, this lady that gave me the tour says, oh, by the way, hold on, I have something for you in your file. I'm like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> I'm like thinking, what would be in my file? I didn't even know I had a file, like, right? <laughs> that's weird. And she hands me this, like, 10-page, pretty much 10-page letter. And in the letter, uh, I'm sorry, in, in the file, she hands me this letter, and it's, like, this beautiful, long, handwritten letter from my biological mother and and in the letter you know she says very nice things and it also mentions how she was uh sick had endometriosis herself and she had to have a hysterectomy years after she gave me up for adoption she never had any other children and uh couldn't conceive didn't you know want to adopt because she gave me up for adoption so it wasn't up to to adopting the child anyway and i'm getting off track sorry and so I had never even heard of this word. Isn't that crazy? I was like, what's endometriosis? I've never even heard that word. And uh, internet was kind of around, but not like now. Like it was just starting pretty much back then, you know, well, a few years into it. I guess I started internet about 1995. So now it's just, you can find tons of information, but then you could kind of, and not as much, but I did find, I guess, enough basics. And of course, with my doctor's knowledge and and all that information. Um, So yeah, so here we go. Okay. I'm I'm sharing a background story and you'll see why in a minute, because I'm leading up to, I'll be leading up soon here in the story to the present, to here and now, and even starting tomorrow. Anyway, on my journey, like I said earlier, we can support each other, encourage each other, you know, physical health, mental health, all that. All right. Here we go. Okay, where am I? Um, okay, so I'll go back to my gynecologist. I'm like, hey, I got this letter from my biological mom, you know, and, and you know, because they always ask, adoptees that are listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. What's, what's your family's medical history? I don't know. I'm adopted, right? Most frustrating thing in the world. Sadly, so many illnesses, issues could be prevented. If, uh, it's it's just a fight, a cause I have for, for 
my lifetime. Like, please let all adoptees have equal and ongoing access to their family's medical history because doctors really do need it. And I'm very blessed to have it nowadays. All right. So here we go. Um, okay. So crazy story. I ended up having three surgeries that college semester, that spring college semester. Um, my biological mom and I physically in person meet November 98. 1998, and so that spring 1999 semester, I ended up having she she eventually through through our letters connection, um, through the adoption reunion process. Just side note here, she ends up figuring out clues, and someone helped her kind of track me down. But anyway, normally you have to go through like an hour counseling per um, person, you know, uh, birth parent, adoptive child, and the the adoption agency has to quote unquote approve say you're ready you're mentally ready to for this reunion to occur and all that like they moderate everything but anyway but anyway so she jumped the gun and it probably was a huge blessing in disguise that she did because i was getting all right and god works in mysterious ways right timing and all <laughs> and uh yeah so i'm very thankful for her i always say she saved my life twice because she, she or, you know she 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 gave me life and then she saved my life you know with this information and finding me because honestly, even when I told my doctor all this, like I was still kind of like 50-50 on it. But then when she found me and encouraged me, like you've got to be proactive about this and you know take action. All right, because I didn't really know much about endometriosis at the time. All right, so here we go. And the reason why I had three surgeries was because, um, and this kind of is a cause and effect to my weight gain and and hopefully eventually weight loss. Okay, so I was always thin growing up, like not super thin but thin and even then I was thin because I was so anemic and sick and oh my gosh like it's crazy to look back at pictures like you know at that stage in my life I never thought I'd gain any weight honestly 24 young high metabolism of course anemic didn't help matters um sickly wasn't good but I was very thin very thin and um okay and so the reason why I had three surgeries, that's where it gets kind of, kind of tricky here, confusing. Okay. So she finds me and, you know, go back to my gynecologist, all that stuff and say, you know, okay, can you, can you check me out for endometriosis? And turns out I had it spread everywhere for 10 years. I was my doctor's second worst case. I was only in my 20s. His first worst case he ever had was a lady in her 50s, 30, uh, late 50s, 30 years older than me. Whew, all right. Just terrible. But anyway, and so what happened was um, I ended up having three surgeries because I have to have, of course, endometriosis surgery. But what they were going to do initially was start me on um, – like when you have endometriosis, they'll usually start you on something like hormones, like birth control pills and stuff to stop the cycles, blah, blah, blah. I hope I haven't scared you guys off. Sorry. <laughs> and, um, and so ironically, the year before I had one lump in my left breast and I'm kind of, I know it's weird. Like a lot of people are kind of shocked by this because it seems so outgoing, but there's certain topics, especially medical or, uh, I don't know, I'm sharing now, but back at that time, like, especially when I'm going through it, I don't talk about it. I'm like, oh, there's actually some things I just kind of private about. And so a year before, um, I didn't even have a car, and they found this lump in my left breast. So I was age 23 the year before. They find this lump, um, you know, just regular woman exam, you know, the annual exam, all that. And um, 
don't have a car, just go, you know, the regular doctor on campus, all that stuff. Do the just regular doctor visit checkups. And the first time I ever had been told, you know, have a lump in, in your left breast. Now, unfortunately, I've had several surgeries on my left breast and tons of lumpectomies and all that awful stuff. Anyway, and um, and so what happened was when initially they found the, the uh, first lump in my left breast uh, the year before, I didn't tell anyone. Like, I just walked. Like, I walked about a mile to this radiologist appointment. I just walked to the doctor. I walked, just walked. And the way my family found out, so bad, is because the, um, I was on my parents' insurance. You know, I was in college. I didn't have my own insurance. So I was on my parents' insurance. And so they got, like, the doctor bill, basically, in the mail. And my dad called. And, of course, you know, figured out, like, why, you know, why are you seeing this? you know, radiologist, blah, blah, what's going on. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, they found this lump. But at the time, they, you know, the results were like, so, so like, okay, you do have this lump, but just wait and see, monitor, no worries, you're fine. And I was like, okay, good, you know, so it's really small. But then when the next year came around at that time, I mentioned, you know, with the endometriosis, going to the gynecologist, hey, my birth mom found me, told me she has endometriosis, can you check out, see if I have it, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yep, you have it. It's, you know, they initially only find it like on this, what do you call it, ultrasound and um, left ovary, but then they have to go in and do this like scope surgery where they go in with their day procedure where they go in with the scope, see how much it spread everywhere, blah, blah, blah. And it had spread everywhere. Sinuses, bouts, everywhere. There's intestines, everywhere. It weakened my immune system real bad. And that's how I had become so anemic and so sickly. Anyway, so before they would do the first endometrial surgery, they're like, you know, we need to start you right away on these birth control type medicines, cycles to calm it down, you know, and, and then go into surgery later. But when they did all that, they're like, we have to do, you know, the, the woman checkup. And so it turned out when they did the woman checkup and checked my breast, that I had a second lump. And the first lump from the year before had quadrupled, had grown four times larger in one year. And in addition to that, I had a second new lump. And so they put me in surgery the very next morning. <laughs> like, it happened so fast. I remember the doctor calling my dad that night, like, uh, she needs surgery tomorrow morning. We don't know if it's cancer. Like, it was just so scary. And at that time, it wasn't. Unfortunately, I've had early stage breast cancer since, but I don't want to get into that. But anyway, it's, it's like a tiny tumor in my left breast. And then I had this uh, rash under my breast. And some of the symptoms are gone and some are not. It's it's a long process to, to heal and cure. But anyway... Um, but anyway, but back on the weight gain, all that. Okay. And so, um, okay, so they do that surgery and get rid of the, you know, do the, the lumpectomies, bopsy, all that. And, you know, I'm younger at that time, you know, stronger and it turns out okay. And then, um, so that was, by that time it was Christmas break. She found me in November. That was December. Um, school starts at January. It was just crazy. Like, my, I had the best guy college friends. Thank you, Lord, for all those friends. Got girls, too, you know, roommates and all. But the guys, all my guy friends, were waiting for me at the lobby of my dorm um, just to carry up my luggage because they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, my roommate had given the, the dorm mutual dorm friends a heads up. Like, hey, she'll have this. She called me. She had this breast 
want surgery, Buffy. And she's, you know, we're about to start school. Like literally I started school, I think a week later, <laughs> it was crazy. I had to have like a suitcase, couldn't even carry a backpack for a while for that semester. I had a black and blue breath. It was just crazy. And so I guess this kind of correlates back into the mental health too. Cause you know, I had challenges along the way. I would get down really down. Like I wanted to be like all the other college kids I would see like hanging out and having fun and try to keep up. And I couldn't keep up. And you know, I, anyway, but I got through it and had great support, uh, great friends. Sometimes just talking things out definitely helps. I encourage y'all always to try to talk things out. Even if you just have that one friend. Oh, and I'm going to mention uh, my, my past co-guest my dear friend Jafari I love him so much uh, we used to call pageant dad um shout out to him because he is definitely that one friend that he's like he and I are kind of like that go-to friend like hey if you're ever depressed don't you know you're like just having a hard time just call me anytime any day talk it out whatever it is I don't care and he and I've been really good like that you know and I encourage each of you to have a friend like that um all right so Back on track. Okay. And so I'm still watching the switchboard, by the way. Switchboard, excuse me. 323-642-1556. Press 1 to talk live on air. Mental health and physical health. I'll just share my story in the meantime. Okay. And so uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I have these surgeries. Okay. So I had the breast surgery. December starts school like January, a week later, um, spring semester. Then I have two more surgeries at spring break. I was bedridden the entire week because it was my first endometriosis surgery. It was extremely bad. I mean, oh my gosh, it was so bad because they had to take so much endometriosis out. It was terrific. I had no idea it was going to be that bad. But college, I know it's going to sound weird, but college actually kept me going. That was kind of my motivation. Like, hey, I don't want to... I ended up being in and out of school later on, but that semester I convinced my parents to let me stay in school because I knew if I didn't, I would get too depressed. And I know it sounds weird, but I literally studied for all my classes while I was bedridden that week, and it helped me, like, motivate me to remind me, like, hey, you know, you get to go back to school, and you have goals, and all that, so it was a good thing for me, and then I had the third surgery, which was another endometriosis surgery that May, like, right after the that semester ended, and then had, like, summertime to, to rest, you know, all right, and then I ended up having tons of surgeries, cause effect from that, uh, from, for endometriosis, as well as, like, um, things affecting that you know because it spread like all over even my sciences I've had several science surgeries like it basically weakened the immune system and caused some other like complications but anyway but okay but in addition to that I'm getting back on to the point of mental health and and, uh, physical health so for me at this point in my life I realized like you know you know how you kind of look back like oh my gosh oh my gosh like I used to be young and thin and have high metabolism and so when I was going through all of those treatments, a lot of them were um, not just surgeries, but hormone shots, which I gained a lot of weight. Like I was like always one thirty pounds or under and I'm five, four. And then it was like gradually like gaining like 30 more pounds. I think that first semester I gained another 30 later on, I went from like one thirty to well, 15, I went to one thirty, one forty five, which wasn't too bad because somehow I could kind of play it off. Like a lot of people thought I weighed less, did even then when I gained weight so I guess I was young and I don't know they said I'd look thinner than I was but I wasn't you know anyway so initially I gained actually I think it was actually 15 pounds I went from 131.45 and then I gained another 15 like within the next few years after that 160 but then what happened from there uh 2003 I had have hysterectomy and I gained the most weight 
from then till now. And so, well, actually, at one point I swelled up, um, had this horrible reaction with the medication I was taking. So at one point I weighed even more than I do now. So there was one point I would never want to get there again. <laughs> I want to only keep going down now until I get back to my normal weight. Okay. And so the reason why I share all this, it's really hard for me actually to talk about this and don't normally talk about this. Like even if I take a walk, I don't even like to tell people I took a walk. I'm just, I don't know. Like, you know, some people are like, hey, how do I, you know, post all their, I walked 10 miles today on Facebook or what? I'm just, I just don't. I might post a picture like, oh, it's a pretty picture, you know, I saw today, or, you know, like a picture of a flower I happened to take from while I was on a walk, but I don't normally post. I don't know. I'm weird about this stuff. Like, like when I'm going through something medical, I don't really like to talk about it later unless, you know, I need help or support or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, but I guess with everything going on, I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I've seen so many people be so brave and share their own stories lately, you know, since the celebrity death suicides and, and all and um, like close family members I didn't even know were bipolar or, you know, going through tough times. I was like, wow, that is so brave of you. Like, thank you for sharing. You know, that's awesome. And uh, giving other people hope, you know, like I was going through this tough time, never talked about it, but this is what happened. This is how it got resolved. I'm better now. Like, you know, so, hey, why not? And even though I'm not where I want to be yet, I, that's why I was mentioning that term earlier. I was like, what's that term, work in progress? Like, I'm really a lot of work in progress because I am. Um, and so I thought, why not just share this with Dell, you know, for accountability, for encouragement, what have you, uh, all on me. Because I feel like I start a diet and then I restart a diet. You know what I'm talking about? I've tried so many diets and then I stop and I give in. Like, I know soda is like one of my biggest weaknesses is soda because I'm always tired. I don't sleep well through the night and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to like, um, okay, so this is what I've done. And this is kind of where I'm at. Here we go. Okay. So I went to the grocery store on Friday night and I stocked up, like stocked up big time, tons of water, tons of vegetables, tons of fruit. I also got like, um, it's kind of funny because I have British roots on my adoptive side of the family and Irish roots on my biological side. And I got, I, I love Irish tea too, but I got to that a regular coffee, kind of like a British hot, bold tea, kind of like, I don't know, um, to wake up. So we'll see how that goes. And then decaffeinate green tea at night to help me sleep. Hopefully we'll see. And then, um, and then of course protein, like the salmon, chicken, um, and then I have this walk to run program book that I have tried off and on, but I never really get to the run part because you have to do at least six weeks of walking 30 minutes a day at minimum. And so here's my game plan. I'm going to share it with y'all and hopefully finally, hopefully finally um, go through with this. Okay. So a couple, well, a couple of goals on this. And so first one is I'm hoping to walk at least three times a day. Now, I don't do well in the summer heat, which is funny because I used to never have trouble in summer heat when I was younger, you know, before the hysterectomy, right? And the hormones and all. So this is what I'm thinking. I hope to walk at least three times a day. I'd love for it all three times to be outside, but I've got to be realistic. I tried this past week and I, I just had a hard time because it's so hot outside. So I'm thinking try at least early morning walks 
And then if the other two times, if I have to do it inside the house, whether it's walking laps around the house, which I do because I work from home, so I have to be more mindful. That's the other catch why I think contributed for me, you know, because I'm too sedentary. So I have um, a mini trampoline that I love to jump on when I when I was swollen and had to get my lump system in check and get the swelling down. I, eventually, the way they cured that whole issue, pretty much, they have doctors haven't given me a diuretic to get the... It was like I took maybe 10 days, 10 pills, one a day of a diuretic prescription, and then the swelling went down, and thank God stayed down. But the overweight issue is still an issue. So anyway, so walk three times a day, I'm hoping and thinking, plus mini trampoline, um, along with kind of add here and there, change it up with yoga and Zumba, because I love have videos, DVDs here at home, and I also have a local rec center, they, you know, affordable uh, classes. I encourage anyone to check that out. Even Michael Franchi, I love that he and his wife go to YMCA for exercise. How cool is that? Like they have a trainer and go to classes. They also have that, um, I forget the name, of spin, is it Spin Cycle Bike they share and do? It's pretty cool at their home. So, you know, um, and for me, I don't do well with summer heat, but I love swimming. So that's kind of a saving grace for me that gets me through the summer. Like if I get too hot, I'll just go go to a local rec center and swim or a local water park, what have you. So, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Is that the thing? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And so there's that. And then the other is um, goal is intertwine all that with, of course, you know, because it's a combination of mental health and physical health. So on the physical health side, of course, it's a combination of the exercise and nutrition. And I don't like to say diet because I like how people are like, don't say diet. It's just your mindset, like healthy food, you know? Um, yeah. So combine, um, what do you call juice and smoothies, especially juice. Cause I say that's even the best smoothies are good, you know, with the yogurt or whatever, but, but the frozen yogurt, but the, the juice is even better because it's lots of water and combined with, you know, like the green juice recipes and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and the protein, you know, combined with the protein, lots of drinking, lots of water, blah, 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 fruit, veggies, all that good stuff. And so, oh, that was hard. All right. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Um, got a ways to go. Uh, again, you can message me anytime on Twitter, Coffee Talk WC, ask me any questions about all that. Um, yeah. So I was thinking, like, because I was kind of, had that light bulb click earlier with the psychotherapy, you know, where that girl wouldn't go to psychology psychotherapy sessions initially. And then she did. And then she lost 20 pounds. I was like, wow, cause effect. Right. So, you know, like uh, take care of yourself mentally and physically. Right. So mentally I was thinking like kind of like a, well, kind of more like an incentive motivation in my mindset, you know, how I lost my parents and miss them. And I think overall I do okay. I mean, honestly, sometimes I just don't talk about it, which I know isn't the best either. So I'm talking about it right now, which is good. But I was thinking about when I was younger, it's kind of a funny thought, actually. You know, it's like summertime now, right? Like school just ended recently. Well, my parents were high school teachers. And my mom, she taught journalism. So she kind of had work year-round because she did yearbook and stuff they would work on in the summertime, but not like every day. But my dad always taught summer school. And uh, anyway, and so my dad would get up early and go off to teach summer school like half days. And my mom, I would be so mad at her at the time. But now looking back, I'm glad she did it. She would make me get up at like 7 a.m. to go walk with her. 
because it was cooler in the summer. You know, she she wanted to take walks. She wanted me to get up, be active too, and not stay in bed all day as a kid. You know, <laughs> and uh, I'd be so mad at it. But I was thinking, you know, I kind of get it now. Now I'm older. I don't do well with summer heat. So I thought, oh well, maybe if I think of it kind of like, oh, you know, like kind of kind of like taking walks with my mom. Kind of kind of not, but. I don't know if that may sound cheesy. I don't know. But anyway, it was kind of a beautiful thought, I thought. And uh, get it? I thought, I, I thought, I thought, haha, funny play on words, <laughs> tongue twister there. And then the other thing I like is how I've seen people dedicate their workout times, like either in honor or memory, like honor of someone living or in memory of someone that passed away. So, like, Let's say, you know, I dedicate this week workouts in memory of my parents, next week workouts in honor of my soldier friends living, or and those of past, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that. I think that's kind of cool. All right. Okay. And so, um, so I'll be working on that. And then, um, and then along with that, Mental and physical is my own personal dreams and goals of stand-up comedy because I've had this stage fright issue. And so I think it's a whole cause effect, like start working out, looking better, feeling better, you know, not even about, well, looking's great, bonus, but <laughs> looking better. But, but the true, true good incentive, of course, is just getting healthy, right? And so I'm thinking cause effect if I get to feeling better than I'll, you know, because it's like build confidence up to over conquer stage fright issues also. So I have a lot of goals ahead of me, but I'm confident, especially with your support and encouragement, but no, I got to do it on my own. I know, but it never hurts to have that extra encouragement. Now I encourage you to, if you need it, let me know. Uh, you can do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. All right. I don't know. I have talked for an hour about my whole past and current journey. Here we go. So I hope you'll kind of check in and see how that journey goes along for the ride off and on. Um, I have no idea. I have no clue how long it will take me to get to my weight goal. I'm not putting expectations on myself. I mean, I am, but I'm not like I don't want to pressure myself because I think that's why I always would like kind of mess up before. So I'm trying to like be very that that's really key for me. I'm very impatient and I, I'm trying to be very patient with myself and I'm patient overall, but when it comes to myself, I'm hard on myself. Like my all my doctors tell you, you're too hard on yourself. You're doing fine, but I'm like, no, I'm not. I I'm I'm not where I need to be, you know. All right. So yeah. I have blabbered for an hour now. I'm gonna play a song. <laughs> Hopefully someone will call in and save the day here. All right, so if you want to call in, share your own mental health and or physical health stories or just discuss the topics, call in. Again, the phone number is 323-642-1556 and press 1 to talk live on air. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this song. Let me find it here for you. It is called Hey, Hey, Hey by Michael Frontier Spearhead. Enjoy.
Tell me why did they load their guns in? I remember in the days when we were one heart, no need to be bent. I just wrap my arms around you. Don't give up, this song is for you. Hey, 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 no matter how life is today, there's just one thing that I got to say. I won't let another moment slip away. I said, hey, 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 no matter how life is today, there's just one thing that I got to say. I won't let another moment slip away. I hold on, I'm trying to hold on. That everything is possible Yeah, reminding me that nothing is impossible You gotta live for the one that you love, you know You gotta love for the life that you live, you know Sing it, hey, hey, hey No matter how life is today There's just one thing that I got to say I won't let another moment slip away I say, hey, hey, hey No matter how life is today There's just one thing that I got to say I won't let another moment slip away I hold on Nobody ever tell you that it couldn't be done. Don't let nobody ever tell you that we couldn't be one. Don't let nobody ever tell you that it shouldn't be sung. Don't let nobody ever tell you you're the only one. Singing, hey, 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 no matter how life is today, there's just one thing that I got to say. I won't let another moment slip away. I say, hey, 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 no matter how life is today, there's just one thing that I got to say. I won't let All right, so I want to take a moment and try to call my friend Jabari. Just to, like, tell him, you know, thank you for being a friend. That, You know, I'm glad that he and I are like that. You know, we're, if we feel down or depressed, we know we can just call each other. Been there, done that, you know. So let me see if we can call him for a minute. Um, let's see here. Give me just a second here. He may or may not answer. Sometimes I try to call him. I miss him guest co-hosting. All right. Oh, okay. I don't know if I hit the number right. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh, there we go. Oh, it's ringing funny. Hmm. Hmm. That's weird. Doesn't that ring sound funny, y'all? Hmm. 
that was a weird ring. Oh, it disconnected. So, yeah, that was a really weird sounding ring. I don't know. Maybe he's having phone issues. But anyway, all right, I'll talk to him later. But that was just on my heart. I thought I would just call him, just say thanks, you know. All right. So I'm going to play another song. I'll be right back. I uh, just want to remind everyone again on social media how to call in and all that and see if I can find a couple of stories to share with y'all. But, again, um, if you yourself want to call in and share your own story or story you've heard, even heard, like I saw that you know inspiring story I shared earlier on, on TV and the shows, you know, about mental health and or physical health, again, the phone number, area code 323-642-1556, and press 1 to talk live on air. You know, I, I mentioned this off and on a little bit in the past on my show, not a lot, but um, – so I'm an aspiring comedian. I've done, you know, stand-up comedy sh- uh, class, um, graduation showcase, um, you know, open mic nights. I've made some friends along the way. Haven't seen them lately because of the stupid stage fright issue and all. But I think that something also that's been on my mind off and on. I've always had this issue about becoming friends. You know, get, like getting close to someone in the, in the stand-up comedy community and losing them. I've lost at least three friends to suicide that are comedians. And I don't want to be cliche because it can happen to any person. I mean, I think that's what's been an eye opener for people lately showing like um, with the two celebrities recently that passed away, like you can have a lot of money, fame, whatever, you know, be in love. Like it, it can happen to anyone, you know, you may think everything's fine. They're happy. They don't show any signs. And then all of a sudden you find out, they killed themselves. You're like, what the heck? And so I know that's part of my issue where I detach myself because I'm too afraid. Like if I get close to them, then I might lose another friend, especially since I lost a lot of family too. But then um, I, it, I go back and forth on this. I've talked to a few people about it, you know, and I have a community mentor, adore her, shout Sean Polofsky. I love you. Uh, thank you, Sean, for everything. I love her so much. But it, it just tugs at my heart because it's like, in the back of my mind, I think, oh, my gosh, if I, you know, become close friends with so-and-so, so-and-so, you know, stand-up comedy, you know, these comedians I adore, and, and some of them I do, like, there's one or two I could name off the bat, you know, that I just feel like I could confide in whatever, you know, the most with, with you know, in the comedy community, but it's difficult. It's really difficult, you know, I just, well, anyone, not just in Sam Connie, but losing anyone, you know, a loved one to suicide. Um, so I've lost, I guess I'll just kind of share my own experience. I've lost, you know, a few comedian friends, as I mentioned, to suicide. Um, but one of the most difficult for me would be family member. Um, so the background is my mom's cousin, her name was Margaret, and she had cancer. And she was she was my go-to person. Like she and her husband had no kids like me, just dogs. Um, she and I had a lot in common, and you know we loved our sisters. We didn't really talk to them much. You know, kind of loved them from afar. Had issues, sadly, and and all. And so she was my oh my gosh, she was such my go-to person. <laughs> and uh, I miss her so much. Even though I'm I'm trying not to cry thinking about this. And um, and so. She was very private about her health issues, didn't even know she was really sick. Like, she just 
thought she just went off to Costa Rica to live there for a while. Their husband they would go there on vacation anyway. So I was like, it wasn't out of the ordinary for them to spend a lot of time there. So I thought, oh, they just decided to, you know, and she lost both her parents same year. They were much older in their 90s and my parents were in their 60s, but we, st- we still connected on that, you know, on that level. And so uh, she was my go-to person. And um, one day my family members told me that she passed away from cancer and her husband, Margaret died from cancer and her husband, David left a note and shot himself right after she died and they were found together. And, oh, it just hurt so much because we loved him just the same, you know, like, I was like, I mean, I know they loved each other and all, but it just hurt my heart so much thinking that he he didn't carry on his life after she died, you know, like, like even though he was married into our family, he was our family. We still would have hung out with him. Like I have an uncle like that from his wife. My aunt died many years ago when I was young and he is still just the same. My uncle and huge part of family never changed. So I knew my family would be there for him like that. And so when I found that out, it was so, so difficult. That for me would probably be one of the most difficult suicide um losses I've ever had um yeah all right so again let's be there for each other spread love kindness encourage each other and and at the same time just be yourself and and love life and and just do your thing because like Ross Matthews and I had never even met in person but he helped me more than he even knew at the time to keep on keeping on so we've got about 55-0, almost an hour to go. If you want to call in and say hello and share your own stories of mental health and or physical health, hopefully some messages of hope, inspiring stories. Um, again, the, the switchboard phone number is area code 323-642-1556 and press 1 to talk live on air. Oh, this is just going to be a side note here, but I'm going to tell you one of my challenges, and maybe you all can help me with this. It's going to sound weird, but one of my challenges um, I already know going into this new journey for me, like I'm really excited but nervous at the same time about, you know, healthier lifestyle and all that. But it's just getting up early. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm I'm sure it's cause effect because I'm not sleeping well at night and all that. But and I do drink too much soda. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I guess I'm kind of talking it aloud again. But um, but, yeah, we, if you pray or send me love, light, hope, prayers, whatever it is, help help me get up early because I really want to um, be able to get in better routine, getting up earlier, working earlier, you know, walking more, um, you know, walking outside early in the day. Like I mentioned earlier, my mom would make me get up at 7 a.m. in the summer and walk with her when my dad was teaching summer school and all that. And uh, and it, it's funny because it's just the whole notion of like getting up in the morning, like just waking up itself. That's difficult for me. But once I'm up, knock on wood, once I'm up and go outside, like, Oh my gosh, and feel the sun, warmth, and all. It's beautiful. I'm all, I usually wake up pretty good. But for some reason, I don't know why, it's just difficult for me to actually just get up. Like when I'm sleeping, it's it's like I'm in this weird mode where it's just hard for me to get out of that sleep mode. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm groggy and I don't know. So I've got to figure that out. Maybe I need to do some research on that. Like how do y'all 
perk yourself up in the morning. And I had one idea when I was in college. I had this awesome radio music alarm clock. I don't like to use my phone. I know a lot of you are probably like, just use your phone or app or whatever. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to use my cell phone for all that. <laughs> I have a very basic phone, and I love just having regular alarm clock. I actually have a, a, a little travel alarm clock with a battery because I'm so paranoid the power might go out or something. And I don't want to oversleep because, like I told you, I have trouble waking up. So I can't, you know jeopardize that even more so i have this alarm clock with battery which eventually i'll have to replace the battery too but anyway but you know what i'm saying if the power goes out then your alarm clock goes off if you have a plug-in clock right but there but now i'm thinking about that too i may have to get a clock with both the option of back that's probably what i need a plug-in clock with a backup battery with at least two alarms on it but what i really want to see if i can find is one of those alarm clocks that plays music I love those. That's what I had in college, and it was awesome. I think it was just radio option, but I think I might be able to find an option now where you could play, like, music from an iPod, iTunes, or CD player or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would be awesome to just wake up. Your alarm clock would be, like, your favorite song, right? How cool would that be? <laughs> Maybe that would help me. I don't know. Mental thing there. Uh, anyway, give me your ideas. Thanks. All right. So in the meantime, I'm going to play this next song for you, but let me remind you again, if you want to call in to the show and share your own stories of mental health and or physical health, again, the switchboard phone number is area code 323-642-1556, and then uh, press 1 to talk live on air. And in the meantime, I hope you'll stay a while, hence the song Stay A While by Bean. Enjoy.
Okay, so a couple of things I want to share a few quotes by Kate Spade as well as Anthony Bourdain I'm finding here um, to share with y'all and hopefully inspire you. Uh, but at the same time, I also want to remind you, again, the switchboard phone number. So, again, if you want to call in and share your own thoughts, uh, discuss and share your own thoughts and or hopefully some motivational, inspiring stories of mental health and or physical health uh, topics, the phone number, again, call into the switchboard, area code 323 Six four two one five five six again area code three two three six four two one five five six and then press one to talk live on air and in the meantime let me share this quote I know this one's been going viral quote by Anthony Bourdain may he rest in peace uh, a couple of quotes here uh, this one says I should have died in my twenties I became successful in my forties wow I'm forty three that gives me hope uh, I should have died in my twenties I'm sorry I interrupted the quote but it's I do mention that because you know sometimes I get down thinking I'm 43 maybe it's just too late for me to even do stand-up comedy and then you see like this lady on America's Got Talent the other you know week or so ago that's like middle age like me or older and maybe a little younger I don't know anyway and I was like wow that's awesome so anyway it's never too late right never too late each day is a new day. It's never too late to start pursuing your dreams, whatever your age is. doesn't matter. Anyway, let me go back to this beautiful Anthony Bourdain quote. All right, here we go. All right, so it says, I should have died in my 20s. I became successful in my 40s. I became a father in my 50s. Wow. I feel like I stole a car, a really nice car, and I keep looking in the rearview mirror for flashing lights, but there's been nothing yet. Wow. Amazing quote. And here's my favorite quote that's been going viral. Anthony Bourdain if you're 22, physically fit, hungry to learn and be better, I urge you to travel as far and as widely as possible. Sleep on floors if you have to. Find out how other people live. I think that's why so many of us were fans of his. I loved how he connected with people. It was just amazing. You know, he would travel around the world and try out he didn't have to eat fancy. He wanted to learn other people's culture and and by doing so through food. And it was just amazing, amazing. But at the same time, sadly, it shows you too. You know, you think someone's doing fine and they may not be. So it's a heavy reminder there. Whew! Wow. And, all right, let me find this other quote here for y'all. And Kate Spade, by the way, was uh, David Spade's sister-in-law. I didn't realize that. I should have. I mean, hello, Spade. But, yeah, she was, her husband was the brother of David Spade. So, Mark goes out to, to her, her side of the family as well as the Spade side of the family, all of them, especially her children and husband and all of them. All right. Trying to find, uh, here we go. Kate Spade quotes. She said, Surround yourself with the things you love, discard the rest. You are capable of amazing things. Be happy, be bright, be you. And she also, another quote she said was, She leaves a little sparkle wherever she goes. Well, Kate Spade definitely did. Both of them were so talented, you know? So talented. Amazing. She, oh my gosh, she was a designer, beautiful lady, just so talented. And he was amazing, the chef, and connected, 
what he can. I like how someone, a journalist, wrote about him and said he wasn't really just a chef to them, but a journalist himself, you know, because he he was. He connected and reported all these other people and cultures. It's just amazing. Uh, let me share one more quote by Kate Spade, another one I just came across. In order to lead a fascinating life, one brimming with art, music, intrigue, and romance, you must surround yourself with precisely those things. Oh, I love that. Okay, and you can follow me on Coffee Talk WC. I'm retweeting these uh, tweets that I'm reading. Beautiful. I'm retweeting a few extra quotes, too, by them. Wow, Sheehan Jiraja? I'm sorry if I'm saying the name incorrectly. Uh, he tweeted, seeing the outpourings of, of support for Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade is awesome. I just wish it didn't take dying for people to publicly appreciate their work. Quote this with a person whose work has really made an impact on you. I love that. Quote this with a person your I'm writing Ross Matthews a note with this quote. Okay, there we go. So I just read that quote where he said, quote, this was a person whose work has really made an impact on you. So I just tagged Hello Ross, which is Ross Matthews' name, and I wrote, your work has made an amazing positive impact on me. Just wanted you to know that. Love you, Ross. And then I'm going to put a heart. I can find the heart emoji. (laughs) There we go. Awesome. All right, so I got 37 minutes to go. I'm going to play another song. I'll be right back. I'll keep watching that switchboard. Air code 323-642-1556 and press 1 to talk live on air. Let me find a different song for you. Give me just a moment here. Actually, I'm going to play a compilation so you get a feel if you're a new listener or if you're a little listener, you're going to go down memory lane with me. This is a compilation of past snippets of interviews along with some music by Brandon Hilton. And when I come back, we'll talk some more about mental health and physical health. Thanks. Enjoy. Going on to coffee in Texas. I'm going to give it one more Hi. chance, actually. I'm on my way to lunch. and I'm going to give it one more chance, but I can't wait to get <laughs> back to fresh beans in California. Oh, see, Starbucks is my favorite here. So I was like, no, I host Coffee Talk with Shell, and he doesn't like the coffee here in Dallas. It's I mean, terrible. You know what, though? No, I haven't had Starbucks here. I've had That's local the problem. From, I just want yeah, chocolate but, I mean, mocha. you, you got to get, get it. good coffee besides Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I make really good coffee, so hey. South Carolina is home, but Dallas is home too. I have, I just, I consider I have two homes, you know. And one, I mean, there's more family. There's a different kind of family. Each has two families, you know. I have family here and I have family there, but it's two different kinds of families. Like, this is like the monster family. <laughs> home is like Dallas. the Beverly Hillbilly family. Is there everything that you would hope would make you feel so good? 
from where? Yeah, my name is Ross from Los Angeles, California. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God, this is Ross Matthews. <laughs> it is. Oh, How are you? I'm shaking. I love you. Oh, yeah. you're so cute. We all dream, but nobody listens. But if you love it and you embrace it and you just, you know, you're fearless, then, you know, it's a great thing. And in our dreams we rule the world And that inspired me to write Midnight Cabaret We all have the money, have the money There was a lot of attention, but then it kind of cooled down And we all drive the nicest cars like motto in life is just to have fun and just um you know enjoy life and, and it took so long to realize that something was missing oh, oh. i would like for this book to be a movie that's my next big dream that's Excited and you know a, a little bit nervous as far as like the crowds and stuff, but um, it was it was awesome and I, and I had a ball performing and um, just you know meeting new people and meeting football players. It was it was a, it was a dream come true. And uh, I found that uh, you know telling Sean's story is not only helping me heal, but it also helps me spread the word that this stuff. Of the things that's happening with Sean, uh, which is happening every day in this country, should never ever have to happen again. Good, good. I I say to her, you you are so beautiful. You are that child that just went. That you're that person that just went through so much. But it's okay. Hey you, so these are the news stories of our time. Hopefully, which is sort of my my hope for the future. Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Who's calling in from where? Hello, this is Ross from Los Angeles. Hi, Ross, how are you doing? Ross. No one can call in and pretend to be me because this this voice is an instrument <laughs> and a gift. <laughs> so I don't know if it's rep- you have to find a very very brave woman to replicate this voice. Would you still love me if I was the only, not leaving you lonely? Thank you everyone listening and to you, Shell, for watching it. It just means the world to me. And so use that time to call Shell. So. I'm so glad you picked up, and a hi to everyone listening. You think that you know me, so why don't you show me who I am to you? Susie, you know my bio mom. Oh, I'm going to be among the dying. I'm clouded by mystery. We could make history. I'll teach you a thing or two. They weren't spending their time there, you know, feeling sorry for themselves. And would you believe me? 
they were laughing, they were enjoying their time. Everyone that I ever talked to was so inspiring to me. Upcoming artist, and her name is Bean. I am here, Shell. Thank you so much for having me. And on a show like this where I get to talk live and it goes through like a radio on the internet. It's so cool to me. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Mom told me, she was like, whenever you came out of the womb, you, you came out singing hallelujah. So being able to finally release music to the public, it's like the most freeing feeling ever. You wanted to shave your head, and I was like, don't you dare. I know. Yeah, you I and your stepfather wanted to shave your head. I said, don't oh, no. you dare shave your head. <laughs> I would have, and that's why I came up with the pink wig idea. The pink wig. You, and then I was like, oh, no. The video that you made with the pink wig on. Her name is Grace Doe Bush. My favorite books of all time now is while perusing crafts and art section, and it's called Crafty Superstar. <laughs> I'm always just really, really bored if I don't have a project. <laughs> Not necessarily all fun and glitter and sparkles all the time. There's a lot of hard work. Calling for my daughter could talk to Santa Claus. Hi, Santa. Oh, hello, Leah. How are you? Good. Hey, you know, Rudolph is sitting right next to me. He said hi, you know. I love seashells and coffee, hence my talk show named Coffee Talk with Shell. In 2009, it's been a huge journey, blessing in my life. I've interviewed many celebrities, uh, some via phone, some in person. Uh, Super Bowl came here in 2010, and that was probably one of my biggest pivotal moments in my talk show uh, journey. Life-size corn maze and you have to find your way out. Quick way I can make a gingerbread cookie? <laughs> yeah. Um, you can go out and buy the, the store-bought gingerbread mixes and just, um, <laughs> and just, and just mix it up together <laughs> and, and bake it in the oven. Well, you told me. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a gingerbread mix, Shell. It's easy as that. So, again, that was a compilation of past snippets of uh, interviews along with music by Brandon Hilton, my dear friend I call Beautifully Handsome. Uh, he's been on the show off and on over the years. Love him so much. Got to hang out with him and his friends. So I say our friends because I love them and adore all of them from Jonathan Hobner, Sunshine. They all have nicknames. Thomas Morris, I call too much. Donna Clark, uh, film director of Midnight Cabaret. Uh, look up Brandon Hilton. You can find his fashion line. I'm so proud of him. He he's gone from starting out as like internet celebrity to you know artist, singer, model to actor to now you know having his own fashion line. I'm so proud of him, and I share all this story with you because he himself is a suicide survivor. So if you need a, a a message of hope that there right there is one for you. So shout out to you, beautifully handsome. I, I love this moment where I saw Lady Gaga say to a fan one time, thank you. Thank you for being alive. Thank you for living. And that's how I feel 
with Brandon, beautifully handsome Brandon Hilton. Thank you. Thank you for living. Thank you for being alive. I'm so glad that you survived your suicide attempt when you were young. And I'm so glad that, that, you know, you listen back to the past interviews, like he said, they decided, well, you know, I didn't die. I'm going to turn my life around. If I'm, if I'm going to live, I've got to make the best of it and do be me and do what I love and pretty much the concept. And he has embraced that dearly throughout his life since then. So proud of you, beautifully handsome. So proud of you. All right. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, unfortunately, I have some sad news here. Um, not sure the cause yet. I don't know if it's suicide or a different cause of death. It has not said here. But um, another actor has sadly passed unexpectedly. Um, this, I just saw the update come across Twitter as as we had the music going. His name was Jackson O'Dell, and he was an actor actually on the first two seasons of The Goldbergs. It said that he played um, the friend Dana's older brother. Do you all remember that? Um, blonde hair boy, Jackson O'Dell, age of 20, musician and actor, best known for his role on the ABC's Goldbergs. 20 years old, so young. Thoughts and prayers with his family and fans. Wow. Oh, he was on our, our Carly and Modern Family. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Um, this is on eonline.com. It says that the actor and sing, singer-songwriter who played Ari Caldwell on the ABC comedy series uh, from 2013 to 2015 was found unresponsive at a residence on Friday. L.A. County Coroner's Office spokesperson told E! News the causes of his death has not been determined pending an autopsy. The Odell family has lost our beloved son and brother, Jackson Odell, on Friday, the Stars family said in a statement on his Twitter page. He will always be a shining light and a brilliant, loving, and talented soul. He had so much more to share. Our family will always carry that truth forward. Our wish is that the rest of the world who knew and loved him does as well. We are now going to try to make sense of our immeasurable loss privately, they said. We will not be making any more statements. Wow. In addition to the Goldbergs, uh, he also had roles on shows such as Private Practice, iCarly, Modern Family, Arrested Development, and The Fosters, and also appeared in the 2011 movie Judy Moody and not the excuse me Judy Moody and the Not Bummer Summer with Heather Graham. Odell recently performed on comedian Josh Wolf's Twitch TV show Control Chaos. Oh wow, Josh Wolf is a comedian. He used to do a podcast with Ross Matthews, kind of tied in there. Oh, wow. Connections. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Odell had posted several videos of him singing covers of songs by popular artists on YouTube over the years. He also penned original songs and contributed several to the soundtrack for the 2018 film Forever My Girl, including Wings of an Angel, made famous by American Idol Alum and country star Lauren Elena. Oh, wow. I know that song. It's a beautiful song. Oh, man, that is so sad to learn that news. Oh, my goodness me. Again, my thoughts and prayers with his family, his loved ones, as well as his fans. Wow. Oh, see what I mean? Goodness me. Tweet this. But again, um, cause of death not known at this time. Goodness me. That's just so sad. Whew. All right. Uh, 24 minutes to go if you want to call and say hello and and or share your thoughts on mental health and or physical health or share stories of hope, inspire others. 
Again, the switchboard phone number is area code 323-642-1556 and press 1 to talk live on air. I just realized, by the way, that the Tony Awards is live on uh, TV right now, and I'm recording on DVR. I'll probably watch it as I go off to bed later after the show tonight. So I wonder if you're listening. I don't know how you'd really be. Well, if you're multitasking and got the TV on, mute, listening to the podcast too. I know I multitask all the time. <laughs> Social media galore and everything else. Um, yeah, and call in during commercial break and say hi. <laughs> all right. I'm going to play a song by Brandon Hilton since I mentioned him. Give you a message of hope there. Amazing, awesome guy. Beautifully handsome. I'm going to play your song Glamour Zombie. And again, I'm so glad you lived. Keep on keeping on, y'all.
Featuring Alicia Cara Beautiful song if you Never heard it look it up uh, But yeah he named the actual title Of the song as the actual phone number Which I want to give out to y'all so if you or anyone Ever needs to call the National Suicide Prevention Line it's 1-800-273-8255 Again 1-800-273-8255 But yeah but How clever is that I want to share a few uh, thoughts on people have shared here on Twitter regarding suicide and such, mental health and physical health. So we'll start with mental health, mostly uh, suicide thoughts here, or prevention thoughts. Okay. Here we go. Domi Loves LP says, I find I found this quote accurate, and it's so accurate. I found this quote, and it's so accurate. Excuse me. Those that die by suicide do not want to die. They want to escape from endurable pain. I hope that all these broken souls find peace wherever they are. We will never forget you. QC on Twitter wrote, quote catalog, also known as QC, the truth is your family and friends probably aren't aware of how seriously depressed and happy you are. Let them in. Let them support you through this. And Tasha Durbin said that. And along with that, um, they included, along with that beautiful quote, an article with five signs of suicide. John Nosta said on Twitter, wrote, the, quote, unquote, the burden of the self can be one of life's most overwhelming obstacles. Hashtag quote, hashtag depression, hashtag suicide, hashtag Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. Wow. And again, I'm retweeting what I'm reading here. So you can follow me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC and a quick reference to, to these tweets that I'm reading. This one hits it on the nail. Janelle is dead. Wow. It's a Twitter name. Someone said this to me. Suicide does not end the pain. It just passes it on to someone else. This quote is the reason why I am still here. Wow. That is deep. Mm. Wow. Oh, we got 15 minutes to go. So still time to call in and say hello. 323-642-1556. Again, area code 
642-1556. Press 1 to talk live on air. We'll play another song. When I come back, I'll share some quotes regarding physical health. Be right back. And in the meantime, enjoy this next song. Let me find it here for you. Called Reason to Live by Misty Mayhem. Enjoy. Well, I ain't no millionaire living up high, looking down on the world, slave away so I can make a dime. I ain't up in Hollywood, memorizing lines, making money off my makeup.
going in to add a couple of notes to things I was saying earlier. I can't remember if I mentioned. Okay, so um, one is the younger girl on my 600-pound life that had been gaining weight and then finally, you know, we quit the program and then finally got back in the program and took the doctor's advice to take psychotherapy sessions, you know, like counseling sessions to mentally help her in addition to physically helping, you know, with the diet exercise and started losing 20 pounds, started, I'm sorry, yeah, started, lost 20 pounds, started losing weight. Um, oh, no, I forgot. Oh, I hate it when I lose my train of thought. I was going to, oh, I can't remember if I gave you the update that she and her husband, you know, how I'd mentioned they had, like, moved back home and, and she went to psychotherapy and they encouraged her to start, um, her and her husband to start finding their own place. So they did end the show with showing her and her husband apartment searching. So hopefully they got their own apartment, their own place, you know, as they explained, that would be very beneficial for her. Uh, she loved her family. They're close, but you know, very encouraging to um, when the doctor was very encouraged her to um, end the psychotherapy sessions, you know, counselor also encouraged her to have her space, you know, be more in control of her life with her and her husband. And, and she'd noticed when they were like just the two of them in Houston, when she lived there temporarily for them to be near that doctor before she moved back to LA or wherever with her family and noticed they were getting closer and all that, you know, leaning on each other more. So anyway, uh, so I wanted to mention that because if I mentioned that they did leave the in the episode showing like she was in the midst of trying to do that. So hopefully that worked out for her. I can't remember her name. Forgive me. And then um, the other thing I meant to mention on my own personal journey is I am hoping to start Camp Gladiator soon. I have this awesome friend, Lynette, shout out to her, that I grew up with in church growing up in, in school. And um she told me once she earns enough of these, I forget they call them like points to redeem. Um, she'll give me like a four week free camp. Um, so if you or anyone you know have that, I'd love to start right away. <laughs> Sooner the better. Uh, camp Gladiator classes. Let me know. Um, I would be more than appreciative. Yeah, Coffee Talk WC is my Twitter name. Reach out to me that way. Thank you in advance for that if, if you can help with that. So that's my other. Um, Side note there on my personal weight loss journey goals and such. I'd love to to do that because I was thinking for me it's a win win. I'm not. I mean I don't know anything. Well I know a little bit about the program. I have a few friends that that do it and such. And know that's been very successful with it. And it's not an ad for Camp Gladiator. It's just the concept of for me it would get me outside around people up early because if I did the early classes. You know, I think it's all a win-win-win for me, triple win, really, um, because I do work from home. So I'm not around people all the time. I mean, you know, I have family and, and such. But, you know, I'm saying I don't go to, like, the work office where I'm around people, coworkers all day, which I, I love my job. Don't get me wrong. I'm extremely thankful. It's 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 kind of uh, – how do I say this? I guess it's, it's a cause and effect. Like, it's something that took me a long time to realize, like, wait a minute, I need to be more mindful. I'm getting too sedentary. So, like I mentioned earlier, you know, between all the surgeries, the endometriosis, hysterectomy, especially hormone shots, you know, weight causing weight gain, along with, of course, sedentary lifestyle, working from home, not moving as much as before, you know, because we used to work office jobs when I was younger, all that. And, of course, definitely don't have that high metabolism like I used to when I was younger. I missed that greatly. But anyway, just means I got to work extra hard at it, and it's all good. Uh, it's just part of life. Um, but I'm glad I'm becoming more wary aware of that worry whatever aware <laughs> um anyway so i just wanted to add that but yeah so if you or anyone you know um 
has any access to like a coupon for the four free four week camp for Camp Gladiator, uh, I'll be glad to like share my experience on my my podcast and all that about it. Let me know. But in the meantime, I appreciate Lynette willing to share that when she, when she accrues so many points to share that with me as well. Thank you in advance again. Um, all right. So we got about seven minutes to go. If you want to call into the show, again, the area code is area code 323-642-1556. Press 1 to talk live on air. If you hear my dog from afar in the other room, Prescott barking, he says hello. And again, I miss my soldier friends so much, to Emmy and all the screaming eagles. I love y'all. I miss y'all. Um, I was hoping to hear from y'all tonight, but understand, you know, y'all got a lot going on. But I was just thinking of y'all, and of course, I don't want to lose tradition here. I want to definitely play this particular song I dedicate to all military and veterans and their loved ones, and a special dedication to my soldier friends and me and the Screaming Eagles. This is for y'all. Here is Time to Go Home by Michael Franti and Spearhead, and I can never say thank you enough to all of them for all they do. So thank you, Times Infinity.
Again, that, excuse me, I, I don't know if y'all can hear the computer, automated lady, computer voice. Anyway, uh, she comes on and tells me, like, okay, you got 90 seconds left or whatever at the show, end of the show. Anyway, uh, so I pause for a moment. i restart here for a second. Um, again, that was Time to Go Home by Michael Frontier Spearhead, my special song and dedication, again, to all military and veterans and their loved ones, and a special dedication to my soldier friends listening overseas. I love y'all. I miss y'all. Screaming Eagles. Mwah, all right. Um, in the meantime, if you want to reach out anytime, say hello or share your thoughts, mental health, uh, physical health stories, and or submit topic suggestions and or guest interview requests, reach out anytime by Twitter. It's the best way to reach me uh, via Twitter at CoffeeTalkWC. I want to wish each of you a wonderful, safe week ahead, and hope you'll keep tuning in to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life, Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time. This is Shell signing off. Love and peace. Bye. <laughs>